To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with an incredibly bright woman who is making a difference in an area that women have had a challenge breaking into, but Paula is making it happen. So we are here with Paula Aducci. She is the founder of Aducci Studios, which is a branding and strategy company for biotech and life sciences, um, companies in that area. So welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you. So we were talking before we hit record about how this industry does not have a lot of women. They're starting to get more, you know, inching towards, you know, building up, but it's a challenge. So tell us, how did you get to where you, where you are and what made you decide, you know what, I should start my own company. Thank you. And, and you're right. Uh, traditionally, the sciences have not hosted a lot of women, um, but I have all my life been interested in science. And I wasn't sure when I went to college what I wanted to do. I just knew I loved science. And so I started taking as many science courses as I could just to get, just to kind of kind of scratch that itch. I just, I just loved learning. But I realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to be in one particular field. And I started thinking about where I could do the most good. And I realized that with an artistic ability and the love of learning science, I could be a medical or scientific illustrator, visualization, marketing, that sort of field. And so I got my master's degree in medical and scientific communications. It's basically like getting a medical school degree and an art school degree at the same time. Um, it's a tiny field, but it's an important one because scientists kind of speak their own language and they don't always speak it in a way that everybody else can understand. And so what I do is I come in and take what they're saying and I make it visual for the audience, specifically tailored for the audience. And when I got done with grad school, I moved across the country to the San Francisco area which was very big in multimedia at the time and started working with just a regular graphic agency because I needed a job and right out of school, it's, it's difficult to do that. But after about four years, I realized I missed the sciences and I, I really wanted to go back into sciences. So I took a leap and left my job and kind of threw out my shingle and said, Hey, I'm ready to start making some differences. And just sort of and now you are out there <laughs> and you're right. If there's such a need for that, we hear about it, you know, with, with engineers that, you know, when you talk to an engineer, you can't understand what they're talking about, or they have a very difficult time um, conveying their thoughts in, to the lay person, right. Or to the sales and marketing team. So I understand what you're saying with, you know, scientists, I can see where there, there is a big challenge conveying what, what they want to convey. So with your business, 
where do you find that you are having to focus the most? Like where are they needing the most? How are they using your services to help them? Is it to help grow their businesses? Is it help to get funding? What talk to me a little bit more about how they use your services. So the, the sweet spot that I've found the most good that I can do is an early stage group. So these are groups that are usually out of seed stage and they are in the investment stage. So series A, B, C, sometimes early stage products, that sort of thing. These are groups that are just getting started. They've got obviously their science going, but mostly they need work with getting funded. So they need to be able to explain their science to investors and the investors need to understand what they're doing or they need to understand their um, science to partners or physicians, or once they get their product out there to the population at large. And once you get into the product stage is very challenging because you have to simplify it for the consumer, but then you also have to have a secondary messaging usually for physicians so that the physicians who are prescribing it or using it are able to understand it at their levels but if um, a consumer is coming in, a patient, they need to have it in a way that they can also understand. So a lot of times it's dual narratives. So interesting. You know, I have you ever listened to the um, Andrew Huberman podcast? Do you know who that is? He's a scientist and he's um, a professor at Stanford and he has, his podcast has exploded. But what he does is he talks about probably a lot of what you deal with and he makes it into, he communicates it so that I can understand it, right? Like how do I take all these scientific studies that are out there and apply it to my vitamins, right? The the vitamins that I need or how I should be exercising. That's what he does. And so there's such value because if I just pick up a, a bottle I don't know what it means and I don't understand the value behind it. And I don't know what I should be looking for for myself. I'm just, it it makes so much sense. And I love that this is an area that you're diving into. How long have you been doing it? How long have you been in that? Have you had your company? My company, we, I started it in 2000. So, okay. So it's a newer company. All right. So let's dive into the business part of it, the, the nuts and bolts. How, how, what are some of the challenges that you have had in growing your business? So for the first few years, it was basically myself and I would work directly with marketing teams or something like that with companies. And I didn't do any marketing for myself. I simply worked for a group and within the biotech community, a lot of times people move jobs and I would make sure that the work that I was doing for them was memorable enough that oftentimes when someone would move, they would bring me along with them. And that was really great. So for a while, it was basically me sort of doing my own thing. Um, After a few years, my husband, who was also um, more of an engineer type graphic person, he decided he would like to go ahead and join in the business. So then it was the two of us. And for a long time, it was the two of us doing work for a variety of different people, science included. And after a few years, I thought, you know, this is nice, but it, it didn't feel very stable. And I, I wasn't getting enough of the science content. And so we knew we needed to make a change. We were kind of at a plateau. Things were sort of okay. We weren't, we weren't an agency. It was just sort of 
the Aducis. I'm like, yeah, but it would be nice if we were an actual agency and, and people would look at us as an actual agency. And so we hired a business coach and started talking about what made us different. And what made Aducci Studios different is that I understand the sciences. There are lots of graphic designers out there. There are lots of brand experts out there, but there aren't that many people who understand science. And so we leaned into that, changed all of our focus into the sciences. And then I started going out and meeting people in the sciences. So I started doing a lot of networking, like I said, with the California Life Sciences and the Women in Bio and started doing some speaking engagements as well. And that really helped us turn that corner to not just being a couple of people who were doing graphic design, but an actual agency who was out there talking to people who people knew that we were existing. They knew that we understand the sciences and we were able to make those visuals. So that was kind of our, the, the first pivot was actually leaning into that as opposed to just trying to do everything in uh -huh. the design field. I see that in, in pretty much most newer businesses, right? Is they're, they're trying to figure out who's my client. And often, I don't know if this was your case or not, but often they're scared of of excluding someone, right? Because they want the money. They're trying to grow and they don't realize that if they can niche it down, that then they're talking to a specific person and that person understands, right? They, they're like, oh, you're speaking to me. You get me. You understand all about me. You're the person I need. And that just, it's exactly what you said. Once that you can narrow that down and get very, very specific, everything can change because then your, your marketing is concise and is dealing with your zone of genius Right. And so it just makes it a lot easier. Um, but it's a common thing that I see with with new, not even newer businesses. I see it even with seasoned entrepreneurs when they go launch a new business, they do the same kind of thing. Some of it's for testing. You know, who's who is it going to land with? Yep. So with what you're doing, are you planning on what's your growth plan? Are you going to you said your husband's an engineer? Are you planning on going into that area and scaling what you have now? Or are you just planning on taking what you have and just keep on growing? What's what's kind of your growth plan? So the growth plan is to stay with the sciences because again, that's there just aren't that many people who understand art and work in sciences. And the the like I said, the, the first stage that with the first pivot that we made was focusing only on the sciences. And, and you're right. It was terrifying because I thought, oh, we are going to lose every other bit of income. And what if there's not enough here? But as you said, once we made that leap, once we made that commitment, the work is there. And people started understanding more of what we do. And we actually did interviews with some of our scientific clients to see if they knew what we do to see if they knew all our capabilities and they didn't. And that was really insightful just to interview a few key people to see what they thought of us, to see if our marketing was accurate and it wasn't. And so we made that change. And then a few years after that, we realized that we would not be able to serve the greater community. We wouldn't be able to take on bigger clients or do bigger projects if it was just myself and Steven and we needed to actually be a proper agency. And so that was the next thing was hiring staff. 
hiring other designers, hiring and making sure we had trusted partners. That was very challenging, the whole letting go of holding all the reins. <laughs> I was terrified because I thought if I wasn't doing everything, it would all fall apart. And it took about a year of sort of letting go of those reins. And, and, and once I did that, we tripled in size. It was amazing. And that's sort of the path that, that we're now taking is that we, we now have more people on board. We now have more resources on board. We have other people who are organizing things and it's not just me. And I can focus more on things that light my passion and that helps me take care of our clients even better. What I'm hearing you say primarily overall is that you figured out how to step into your zone of genius and really ex- optimize it. So with you uh, niching down for one, mm-hmm. that's one thing because you knew that you know the sciences, you know that world. You have a, did you say an MBA in, or not an MBA? You have, yeah. And so, you have that. And then also how you hired out, you sub, you, I don't know if you subcontract, I don't know how you did your hiring, but you brought on team members that can help take off that load so that you can focus on what you're really good at and what you love doing. That is the key to growing a business that you really enjoy because there's going to be challenges no matter what. You can't avoid challenges. You can't avoid those times where you like where you feel like you get sucker punched in the stomach, right? It right. just happens. But if you're doing what you love, it's a lot easier to dig out of it and and quite frankly a lot quicker to dig out of those those um those challenges. So I applaud you in doing that in a short period of time. It was terrifying and exhilarating and it's been extremely gratifying and I actually like working with the team that we've built, it's it's phenomenal. And the thing that is very exciting is that we're able to offer so much more to our clients now. So it isn't just one or two things that we can do. We can do virtually anything that they need. We can go and find a person who can do that, bring them into our team and you know oversee what's happening. And so now it doesn't matter what our clients need. We can get that taken care of for them. They don't have to worry about it. They just come to us. We'll get it taken care of. So I want to talk to you about the hiring that you did. So the people that you have brought in, are they other, um, are they more graphic designers? Are they science related? What type of people are you bringing into your company? So the people that we bring into the company, there is the core, there's the, the core principal members. So myself and Steven, and then we have project managers who help manage all of the pieces. And that is keeping things coordinated. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to bring those people on board because I don't have to pay attention to all those tiny details all day long, every day, someone else is doing that. Then we also bring on board like junior designers, other people who are experts in their fields. We have partnerships with medical writers. We have partnerships with uh, those who do medical animations. And so now instead of us having to do all the work, we are doing more of the coordinating and the research and the directing for all of those pieces to make sure that everything is maintained in a consistent manner, that the brand is always represented at the high levels of standards, and that the materials that are coming out of our studio represent the client in a way that gets them to the next level. 
So how would you say that the people that you brought on, how did you, how do you maintain your level of professional, like what, what you want to be the culture that you want in your company and also the level of professionalism that you want coming out. So it's always, so whoever hires you, hires your company knows that they are getting the Aducci brand behind them. They're, they can trust you. Are there certain, is there a certain training system that you, I know you brought in experts, but are you, did you train them in a certain way so that it was on par with the way that you wanted things to turn out? Or was it more of you hired the best that, that you could find in the, in the writing and in the design that you didn't have to worry about that? Kind of a combination. So definitely hiring people, one that work personality wise, and that's really important, but also that I was looking at their work and I liked what they were doing. So I knew that when I brought them on board, they would be able to create things that would match the really exacting standards that we have so that that would match, but also bringing on board people that have a good personality. Um, We've brought people in that just didn't have that kind of meshing personality and we part ways with them. But what we're looking for is people who are personable, who are interesting, who are willing to go that extra mile, who kind of get working within a team and no egos. We don't want to have that whole ego thing. Oh, you didn't like my work. That's that's not part of our studio. Our mandate is to make sure that the client's work is the outstanding thing. And we don't have a style for Aduchi Studios. Our style is what the client needs. It's going to be really good, but it's not like someone can point and said, oh, that's an Aduchi piece. That's not what we're looking for. We're trying to be transparent in the background so that the client is the foreground. Got it. Makes complete sense. What is, you know, just to wrap this up, because I could go on and on with you because I, I think you are so bright in the way that you have created your business and the way that you've pivoted quickly and the decisions that you've made. I know that you had a coach, but it still takes a while for a lot of companies to necessarily follow what, um, what their coach recommends. And so what is your number one piece of advice for the women listening to the show on how to build a million dollar plus business? So the number one piece of advice I think is you need to, you need to build a support system. You can't do it yourself and you need to find partners that match, make you better and allow those other partners to do the things that they're really good at so that you're not the one holding all the cards and you can't be the one holding on the cards. You will never grow your business. So find those partners that work well and trust them to do their job. Well said. Where can people go to find out more about you and about your company? We have a website. It's aducistudios.com. It is primarily a portfolio site. So you can see a lot of the different pieces that we do. And then of course, there's also the LinkedIn profiles as well. We're, we're working on updating the website, but as you know, the cobbler's children have no shoes. And so everybody else's work comes first and then we go in and, and go ahead and update our materials. But um, I think the website is probably our the best bet to learn more about our, our work. Okay, perfect. I suggest you go look at her stuff because as you can tell, 
she has it together. She understands how to prioritize, how to create a culture in the business. These are things that we talk about quite a bit, but go look at what she does because she does great work. Study Paula. And thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate it.